This is Bill Newman, WHMP. Welcome to the show. We are joined remotely today by our White House correspondent, WHMP's own White House correspondent, Juan Monte Belmonte, who is covering the White House Conference on Hunger, Nutrition, and Health, direct from Washington, D.C. Monty, what is this conference intended to accomplish? The uh, conference is hoping to set an agenda. This is really a first step, creating an outline for what the Biden administration would want to do, which is end hunger by the year 2030 in the United States. It sounds like an ambitious goal if it wasn't something that we nearly accomplished back in the 1970s. And right now, um, we're getting ready for the conference to start. There are a cavalcade of speakers that we'll hear from, including the President of the United States, shortly. Our U.S. Congressman from the 2nd Congressional District, and the Chair of the Rules Committee, Congressman McGovern, has just arrived at the conference with his wife, Lisa. Uh, and I'm sitting with a contingent of folks from Western Mass. I can see um, Ken Tu from UMass Dining, who is here. And uh, I'm also uh, sitting next to Kirsten Levitt, who is the executive chef. Uh, from Stone Soup Cafe in Greenfield, which is the only hot meal program that happens in Franklin County on the weekends, as well as Liz O'Gilvie from Gardening the Community Mason Square in Springfield. And this kind of ties in our whole March for the Food Bank, because that is uh, essentially the route, Mason Square to Greenfield. And today is the day you can begin to sign up to uh, to March. There'll be a lot of speeches. Is there apt to be an action? Oh, yeah, okay. Is there apt to be an action plan that comes out of this conference, Monty? Yeah, there's uh, hopefully going to be a couple of achievable goals that um, we could potentially meet in the next weeks, months, or years. And again, all of this is up for grabs if the House of Representatives flips, if the Senate flips. Uh, but one of my personal goals is to hear if there is any bipartisan support for issues like this. There was uh, an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal today that I haven't had a chance to read, but it's been uh, all the buzz here, uh, where it is condemning this kind of action that the government should have any role in making sure people have enough to eat. But if you hear from the people at the conference, including an economist from Northwestern that I was speaking with earlier this morning, it's uh, very achievable. It's not fiscally irresponsible, and it seems just like the right thing to do. Is Jim McGovern going to play a prominent role at the conference today? There's a Yes, he's, uh, he's one of the featured speakers. Uh, somebody is Sorry, I'm trying to hold seats for people as they left. Okay, well, you're, you're, you know, you're multitasking here, holding seats for people at the conference and speaking with us direct from Washington, D.C., Monty Belmonte at the Washington, D.C. White House Conference on Hunger, Nutrition, and Health. When you see all of these individuals from Western Mass, well, why don't you tell us how do they happen to be there? Is this by invitation only uh, or people volunteered to go to the conference today? What can you tell us about that? I'm not exactly sure, but I do know that Congressman McGovern has reached out independently to both Liz O'Gilby and uh, Kirsten Levitt. I don't know if they applied to be part of it or if he uh, positioned for them to be here. He did uh, <laughs> angle for me to be here. I'm technically supposed to be part of the press pool, but they gave me a badge to get me into the amphitheater. And when I found out the press pool had to be in a separate room watching on a TV, I just surreptitiously walked out of the room backwards with my other badge, and now I'm in the actual room where it happened. So um, I might get busted by Secret Service at some point, but uh, I think I'm, I'm, I did have to go through Secret Service treating, which was fun. Because the president is coming. Yes, he will be here momentarily, and the place is teeming with Secret Service and two screenings to get into this building. We're at... Um, 1300 Pennsylvania Avenue, right down the street from the White House at the, uh, the Reagan World Trade Building. As you pointed out yesterday on this show, yeah. one of the ironies of the conference. Let me ask you this. You, you do a weekly segment on your show, Monty, with Congressman McGovern, uh, McGovern, governing with McGovern. And what the Globe says today and what has been widely reported recently again is that this is the first conference on – hunger in the United States in half a century. And Jim McGovern, our congressman, Jim McGovern, has worked tirelessly to put this conference together and to advocate for a resolution to hunger and food insecurity in the country. Have you received any information from him on what his plans going forward and the next step from this conference might be? Not exactly, but 
Uh, the White House did set an agenda item and with big headlines over the last week in anticipation of this, that we would end hunger in 2030. And some of that has to do with expanding existing programs like SNAP and WIC. Some of that um, could rely on programs that have been very successful, even if, uh, albeit brief, which uh, including the child tax credit, which was in effect uh, through a large part of the pandemic and has now been pulled away. The uh, economist, Diane Northwestern, uh, who I was speaking with, said that child tax credit had such a major impact so quickly that childhood poverty was at its lowest rate on record while that child tax credit was in effect. So is there enough political will across the aisle to uh, maintain something like that that would have a huge effect on on hunger and on childhood poverty? Um, that's a big part of it. Another big part of the agenda is talking about nutrition and how food can be medicine and how this is should be a big part of the, uh, the conference agenda. It's hunger, nutrition, and health. And all those things are uh, intrinsically linked. Health is a category unto itself in many ways, although obviously related to food, and brings to mind the way in which doctors, for example, will tell patients, oh, eat whatever you want, just take a couple statins, you'll be fine. Uh, and, right. and it seems to me that this focus by the federal government with all the resources of the government to say, hey, we can be a much, much healthier nation. All we have to do is stop eating so much junk food. It seems to me that that attention is warranted and that there could be a sea change. People don't want to live through obesity and diabetes and all the other effects that we have because of our bad nutrition habits. And are there, I would like to know, are there experts there who will be talking about that at this conference, Monty? That is my understanding, that there will be people here who are talking specifically about the nutritional aspects of it, about how um, we have too many large subsidies using our federal treasure in regards to food that is not nutritious. And this is also an opportunity to rethink the farm bill and where some of that money is going to be allocated and could it and should it be allocated to more local farms, more uh, grassroots organizations in the communities like Lizzo Gilby's gardening, the community, like real, it's, it's a farm in the middle of downtown Springfield. How much better suited for both health, nutrition, and hunger are we to support things like gardening the community rather than subsidizing huge agribusinesses and then having pushback from them when uh, we want more adequate labeling, which is another tenet of this, I believe, that they want to talk more about uh, more appropriate labeling for these types of foods, perhaps even with some warnings about levels of sugar, levels of sodium, and these foods that don't bring a lot of uh, health and nutrition. So that, I'm sure, will get pushed back from a particular sector of the industry. However, I, I believe that's one of the uh, things that they're hoping for to come out of this conference. One aspect of defense spending is the way it is spread out across every congressional district so that the Pentagon gets what it needs. It seems to me that there might be a lesson here for the movement to end hunger and food insecurity, and that is by supporting local initiatives in every congressional district. And I'm wondering whether the politics of this is going to receive some attention today. The politics have already received some attention to this. As I mentioned, there is that op-ed in the Wall Street Journal where um, the people that already believe that hunger can be alleviated using some of our federal resources are, are by and large supporting it. But the other side of the aisle, the Republicans, the GOP, seem to think that this isn't part of the business of the federal government. So when uh, a major institution like the Wall Street Journal is speaking out against this, you can see how there's already uh, uh, some politics at stake in regards to it. If I were to guess, <laughs> given reading the room a little bit, uh, most people are probably supportive of the Biden administration, supportive of the ideas that Congressman has governed, believing that the nation could end hunger, uh, and if we had the political will, as the Congressman likes to say. Um, but will anything come out of this conference that will convince anyone on the other side of the aisle? That's my hope. I'm not sure if that's actually going to happen. I'm wondering whether there's, there's, you've heard any discussion at the conference. Again, we are speaking with Monty Belmonte live from the White House conference on uh, hunger, nutrition, and health. I'm wondering if there has been talk uh, that you've overheard or in, people you've interviewed uh, about how this could all come to a screeching halt, sadly, if the Republicans do uh, 
assume control of the House of Representatives in the next election, which is where the political winds are blowing, according at least to this morning's newspapers. I think everybody understands that that's the reality. I don't think that that is taking away from why people think this is important. The fact that there were listening sessions in the lead-up to this conference, that people have been heard from all across the country in virtual listening sessions, that some of that information has been synthesized and will be presented to us today. People that are doing this work day in and day out are feeling heard from their federal government in a way that they haven't been heard uh, by since 1969. And that was a hugely successful conference back in 1969. Again, the political landscape has changed drastically. Even traditional Republicans of that time are much different than the Republican Party of now. So will it actually have any legs if the Democrats lose the House? It's unclear, but I still think it's important to do this, to know that the people who really are day in and day out trying to make sure people have enough to eat are feeling heard by their government. Monty, you just mentioned local initiatives, which I think could be the core of this, or at least an essential part of any new programs and policies and legislation that come out of the conference. Do you have any, do you have a sense, uh, based really on your work here and comparing it to uh, other efforts across the country, how we're doing in Western Massachusetts on this issue of food insecurity and hunger? Well, the pandemic brought food insecurity all over the country and in Western Mass to astronomic heights. And um, that has not subsided in any major way. It's dipped slightly, but it's still a major, a major issue. I, I was talking to Kirsten Levitt from Stone Soup earlier today. They went from a budget of about $200,000 pre-pandemic to needing a budget of about $700,000 right now uh, to make that happen. I was uh, also talking with her about gardening, uh, excuse me, about Just Roots, which is uh, a farm in Greenfield that's specifically geared towards making sure people without many resources can have access to fresh, healthy vegetables. Their budget went from um, a million to close to three million in this time frame. And these are people that are needing to rely on a lot of federal grants and subsidies as well as some state support and fundraising to meet the need that is still there. Uh, in Western Mass, and I am going to assume it's very similar across the country. It'll be interesting to hear uh, those perspectives at this conference as it's supposed to have started now 15 minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) But luckily for us, we have you, because you don't have to be at the conference that is late in starting. That's but listen, I don't know of any conference. Well, maybe that's an exaggeration, a little hyperbole. But conferences starting on time is a bit of an oxymoron. <laughs> Especially, I think, when the president and secret service is involved. Okay. So your last thoughts for us before we let you go back to your conference, Monty? My last thoughts for you are if this is an issue that you're hearing about and it matters to you, let your legislators, both on the state and federal level, know in your town, let them know. Um, support the work that comes out of this conference if you agree with it and you think that this is something that we can achieve together. And if you want to get more involved, today is the day that if you want to participate in the March for the Food Bank 13, which will happen Thanksgiving week, where Congressman McGovern will join me from right near where Liz O'Gilvie's Gardening the Community is in Mason Square in Springfield, over two days all the way up to Greenfield, where Kirsten Levitt, the executive director and executive chef of Stone Soup, will be giving us a final meal on that Thanksgiving week. You can sign up and be part of the march. You can sign up and support a team. You can sign up and donate. Uh, right now is the sign up at montysmarch.com. And last year, how much did your march raise for the Food Bank of Western Mass? I have no idea, but I think it was over half a million dollars. A really important contribution. Monty, thank you so very much for joining us. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Get some great interviews. We'll play them when you're back in the studio. I hope it's a really successful conference. Thank you for being there. And as I said yesterday, and also thank you for being here. Thank you so much. I'm crashing at your house tonight probably. Don't forget. Okay. Haven't forgotten. The light will be lit. (laughs) Thank you. This is Bill Newman, WHMP. You make a fool of death with your beauty for a moment. I thought that love was in the drugs, but the more I took.
when it's happening here in the Valley, we're talking about it. Hearing the verdict and hearing the words racial animus were extremely painful for, certainly for myself and for the women and men of the Greenfield Police Department who really do go to work every day to serve the people of Greenfield. 1015-1400-1240. We are the Valley. We are WHMP. Ron Carter played with Miles Davis in the 60s with A Tribe Called Quest in the 90s. This Saturday, Ron Carter brings his quartet to Northampton's Academy of Music. The Northampton Jazz Festival, kicking off Friday with a jazz strut. Seven jazz ensembles around town. Saturday, the Freddie Bryant Brazilian Trio, Ashley Pizzotti. In Pulaski Park, Hot Club of New York spins rare jazz 78s. And so much more. This Friday and Saturday, jazz abounds downtown. See the full festival lineup at the Northampton Jazz Fest website. Getting your credit score and credit report free is another great reason to bank at Greenfield Savings Bank. With the GSB Credit Center, you can monitor your credit score and credit report as often as you like, set up alerts, and find tips on how to improve your credit score. Getting your credit score and credit report free is another great reason to bank at Greenfield Savings Bank. With the GSB Credit Center, you can monitor your credit score and credit report as often as you like, set up alerts, and find tips on how to improve your credit score. Monitoring your credit score and report is an important tool in protecting your finances and can help you identify errors and prevent fraud. Our GSB Credit Center is just one of the great benefits that comes free with both our free online banking and our free mobile app. And with the GSB mobile app, you can check your score and access your credit report free anytime and from anywhere using your mobile device. And checking your credit report at the GSB Credit Center will not affect your credit score. Sign up today at any of our offices or online. Greenfield Savings Bank. Greenfieldsavings.com. Member FDIC. Member DIF. Mobile carrier charges may apply. Why work for just any hospital when you can work as a medical assistant, patient service rep, office nurse, or scheduler for Cooley Dickinson Hospital in Northampton? Cooley Dickinson is the winner of the Best Local Hospital Award by the Daily Hampshire Gazette's 2022 Reader's Choice Awards. Don't wait. Apply online at cooleydickinson.org today. This is Bill Newman, WHMP. Our thanks again to our White House correspondent, Monty Belmonte, who reported live in our first segment from the White House Conference on Hunger, Nutrition, and Health. I'd like to point out to our listeners a couple of pieces, since we often do a fish wrap at the beginning of the show. Today's newspaper is tomorrow's fish wrap in the Daily Hampshire Gazette, Dateline, Western Massachusetts. Dom headed to White House Conference on Hunger. Biden calls meeting with lofty goals. Last one, 1969, produced WIC. This by staff writer Scott Mersbach. As a legislator on Beacon Hill, Representative Mindy Dom, Democrat of Amherst, has promoted expansion of food programs for senior citizens, supported food pantries, and outlined ways to reduce stigma around getting food assistance using her past experience as executive director of the Amherst Survival Center. Story goes on to report how Representative Dom will be at the White House conference today. Another piece I think worthy of your attention in today's Boston Globe under the headline, McGovern brings focus to ending, ending hunger, White House summit set to look for solutions by Globe correspondent Shannon Cohen. Representative Jim McGovern first became interested in the problem of food insecurity when he interned in the 1970s for Senator George McGovern, a leading hunger relief advocate. We should note that Congressman McGovern and Senator McGovern are actually not related. Now the Worcester Democrat, the story goes on, now the Worcester Democrats' decades-old objective of a high-level conference on the issue will come to fruition Wednesday today when the White House holds the first such conference since one spearheaded by his mentor, uh, Senator George McGovern, 50 years ago. And then there's a call-out in the story from Congressman McGovern with this quote, there are close to 40 million Americans 
Think about that. There are 40 million Americans who don't know where their next meal is going to come from. And Congress McGovern adds to that, that doesn't have to be. I really hope this this conference has the same kind of uh, effect, same kind of motivation, same kind of focus that the one 50 years ago brought to this question of hunger in the United States, something that we almost eradicated 50 years ago. But today, there are close to 40 million Americans who don't know where their next meal is going to come from. Hmm. We will hear more from Monty and play some of his interviews, <clears throat> excuse me, tomorrow. So from the, sub, from the uh, literally deadly serious to something serious in its own way, but a little levity, I think, is in order. Although there's nothing really funny, Scott Cohen, about Aaron Judge having walked, walked four times in last night's game. So we are indeed joined by Scott Cohen, sportsman. I'd like to know what you think. I think it's been a dozen walks that uh, Aaron Judge has uh, received, a dozen walks since he hit his 60th home run. What do you make of that And is he going to hit the 61st, and are they pitching to him, and how do you think all this affects baseball? Scott Cohen, talk to us. Well, and he was intentionally walked the night before with the bases loaded in the ninth inning, so that, uh, or to load the bases in the ninth inning, which is, you know, I mean, I, so the, so the funny part of this is, to me, if I'm, if I'm a pitcher and my team is completely out of the <clears throat> playoff chase and I, I don't have a chance at anything, the Blue Jays do have a chance. They're going to go to the playoffs. But if you give up, if you give up Aaron, uh, Aaron Judge's 61st home run, you're immortal. You're going to be on, on the videotape, on the digital feed for, the, for e- eternity. So I'm like, just, you know, challenge him. Throw your best stuff at him and see if you can get him out. Pitchers aren't doing that. They're pitching around him, which is really too bad because that's all that anybody really wants to see right now is whether he'll do it or not. Well, the pitchers, according to the announcers, are not exactly pitching around him. They're not exactly challenging him either. Uh, This is an enormous number of walks. So I'd like to hear more of your insights about the pitching. I'd also like to hear your insights about Aaron Judge, who obviously knows he's on the cusp of making history, and yet he is taking traditional at-bats and not swinging at balls out of the strike zone, certainly not any more than he did uh, throughout this season. And that seems to me to show enormous respect for the game, for the team, and for uh, his place in this historic adventure so well what do you think about that he um i mean he he leads the american league in hitting so um he's on the cusp of the of the triple crown uh which is you know for the people who don't know you are the batting champion average wise uh home run champion and rbi champion hasn't won happened since uh carl yastrzemski did it in the american league back in 1967 so um you know he's and here's something else for you bill He's probably not going to play tonight. Oh, because he said, he did say, when asked if we're taking a day off, he said, no, not until we won the American League East Championship. So they won, they they clinched the American League East Championship last night. They play in Toronto tonight. They being the New York Yankees. They being the New York Yankees. And we should point out, the Red Sox won 13-9 last night. And they got beat 13-4 the night before, so uh, (laughs) they're just more of the same. But um, so they play Toronto tonight, they're off tomorrow, and then they go back to Yankee Stadium for three games against the Orioles Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I think, uh, A, I think he wants to set the record in front of the home fans. Um, I think he would like to have a day off. So they, they, he may not, here on the cusp of history, as you mentioned, there's only so many at-bats that he's going to have left. Let's see, how many games are there? Six? Figure six times four... 24, maybe 25. He has 25 at-bats staring him in the face to hit um, one more home run or two. 25 at-bats. He, it looks like he may be willing to give up four of them tomorrow night. Uh, or tonight, tonight. Tonight. And so, uh, you know, he's, 
he I, I think he's going to get the record. I just think he's going to. It, I, I think it's just it's just a, a numbers game with him at this point. So many games, so many at bats. I've hit so many home runs. I think he's going to do it. But there's um he, he's a he's not only concerned with home runs. I think he wants to I think he wants to win the batting title and hence what you said earlier, he's not swinging for the fences. He's going about his business like he always does despite the fact that he's staring this monumental record um, right in front of his right in front of his face. How do you feel about this as a record? I mean, we all know that uh, Barry Bonds holds the sure. National League record, but it was during the performance-enhancing drug yes, it was. era yep. when he hit seventy-four and McGuire hit what seventy-one, I think. So I think seventy-three is what Bonds 73, hit. Seventy-three, okay, and uh, 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 Mark McGuire seventy. And Sammy Sosa hit 60 or 73 years in a row. Yep. Never happened before and never happened since. Right. What do you, Scott Cohen, consider the home run record? Well, what do, you, what do you look at? Well, you know, I'm an American League guy, okay? Um, and uh, I I have always, and, I'm a, and I grew up a Yankee fan, you know that. And, you know, with that, that Roger Good Mar- thing I'm here to be your muscle today, <laughs> exactly, Scott Cohen. Exactly. <laughs> Um, I think that that Roger Maris home run record is, is well, I mean, aside from Hank Aaron hitting 714 home runs uh, to break Bay, 15 to break Babe Ruth's record, the 61 and 61 is one of the most iconic uh, records in baseball and in, and in all of sports. Uh, when I think of, when I, and again, because of, I mean, I'm a, I'm a 64-year-old man. I grew up in the New York area. I grew up a Yankee fan. When you say all-time home run record, my mind doesn't immediately go to Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire. It goes right back to Roger Maris. So I, I think this is a sacred record, and, um, and I just think it's, it's, a, it's been something amazing to watch that we've had a chance to see Aaron Judge do this this year. It's, it's incredible. I have a final question I'd like to ask you about this, about this, Scott Cohen. And it has to do with what Judge said about trying to hit home runs. And what he said I believe yesterday or the day before is, you take a good at bat and the home runs happen. They happen. And it's not as if you're really trying to hit a home run. No. Nope. You're trying to hit. Right. Although we see these massive swings from time to time mm-hmm. from batters where they clearly are trying to hit a home run, but Judge says not so much. That's not my approach to batting. I think they are, I think all major leaguers at 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 uh, uh, a handful of points during a season when they're at bat do try to hit a home run if they're given a pitch to try and do it. He has not changed his approach. Um, he, the way the power that he has, the way he swings, he's he's just gonna he's he's gonna hit home runs. You know, he's got sixty of them. He has sixty home runs. He's got 20, 20 at bats, twenty at bats left in the season to hit two home runs, and that would be his average on the season. Okay. All right, there you go. And then he's playing, not that the Orioles are the lowly Orioles. They hung in there a lot longer than the, than the Red Sox did. But I think playing Baltimore uh, at Yankee Stadium Friday, Saturday, and Sunday is, uh, I might take that bet. Yeah, and then the Yankees play, go to Texas. Go to Texas to play the Rangers. For four games. Yep. Four games. He wants to do it. He and everybody else want him to do it this weekend. But I think the real interesting thing is about the way he's approaching the game. They may give him tonight off, despite the fact that he only has a certain number of at-bats left in the regular season. Okay. Speaking for the everyone else's, I hope he just hits it soon. Yeah. I want, <laughs> I want him to hit it soon too. Just get, let's get it out of the way. Scott Cohen. Thank you so very much. You bet. This has been Sportsman with Scott Cohen. This is Bill Newman, WHMP. For WHMP News, I'm Jess Tyler. 
A South Hadley man was sentenced to probation on indecent assault and battery charges of a patient. 42-year-old Edward Kostick was sentenced to a suspended two-year jail sentence while on probation, have no contact with the victim, and undergo sex offender evaluation. Kostick was a physical therapist at Cooley Dickinson Hospital Rehabilitation Services while treating the patient for neck injuries sustained in a car crash. A Florence man accused of sexually abusing a child is out on bail, but remains on unpaid leave from his job at Linda Manor Assisted Living Facility. 50-year-old Scott Dussault denies the charges of rape, abuse, indecent assault, and battery, and enticement of a minor. He was released on $5,000 bail. According to police reports reviewed by Western Mass News, the child was under the age of 14. A pretrial hearing is set for October 21st. Members of the South Hadley Education Association and their supporters will be rallying from 4 to 6 p.m. tomorrow at South Hadley High School. Bargaining teams from the union and school committee will meet with a state mediator to try to resolve stalled contract talks. Amherst, Hampshire, Mount Holyoke, and Smith Colleges and UMass Amherst are looking to fill over 100 open jobs. The five college jobs fair will be held on Thursday, October 6th from 2 to 5 p.m. at 400 Venture Way in Hadley. Employment is available in multiple departments, including administration, student affairs, early learning center, and campus safety. Partly sunny skies today, chance for an isolated shower or two this afternoon, a high of 66 to 70. Scattered clouds tonight, evening temperatures fall back into the 50s, an overnight low of 44 to 50. Partly to mostly sunny tomorrow, 62 to 66, dry and mid-60s on Friday. I'm 22 News Storm Team Meteorologist Brian Lapis, 101.5 WHMP. This News Minute is brought to you by our partners at Holyoke Media. Yo soy Johan Vega con la síntesis informativa de Holyoke Media. Mass Hire Holyoke, en colaboración con la Junta de Fuerza Laboral del Condado de Hamden, da la bienvenida a dos nuevos compromisos para unirse a la iniciativa del Lugar de Trabajo Listo para la Recuperación o Recovery Ready Workplace, en observancia del Mes de Recuperación Nacional que se celebra cada mes de septiembre. Con la firma del alcalde García, Holyoke se convierte en la primera municipalidad de Massachusetts en unirse a esta iniciativa. El Departamento del Sheriff del Condado de Hamden firmará su compromiso este miércoles 28 de septiembre. La misión de la iniciativa es crear una cultura de apoyo para los empleadores y empleados que tienen o han sido impactados por el uso de sustancias. Los trastornos por adicción y uso de sustancias cuestan a los Estados Unidos miles de millones de dólares al año en atención médica, participación de la justicia penal y pérdida de trabajo y productividad. El objetivo de Mass Hire Holyoke es implementar la iniciativa en todo el estado de Massachusetts para que las empresas en el estado comiencen a dar forma a una norma cultural que elimine el estigma asociado con la adicción y trastornos por uso de sustancias. En otras informaciones, los trabajos de repavimentación en High Street en Holyoke continúan este miércoles y habrá una prohibición de estacionamiento en High Street desde Essex hasta Lyman Street en ambos lados este miércoles de 6 de la mañana a 5 de la tarde. Habrán desvíos y señalizaciones. De igual forma, la pavimentación del carril de avería a lo largo del muro contra inundaciones en South Canal Street desde Main Street hasta Cabot Street está programada para este miércoles con fecha de lluvia para el jueves 29 de septiembre. El trabajo comenzará a las 7 de la mañana y continuará durante todo el día. Para más información puede llamar al Departamento de Obras Públicas de Holyoke. Yo soy Johan Rashid Vega y esta fue la síntesis informativa de Holyoke Media a través de WHMP. This News Minute has been brought to you by our partners at Holyoke Media. This is Bill Newman, WHMP. And this is our monthly Sex Matters segment with our show's resident sexologist, Dr. Jane Fleischman. What do you have for us this month, Jane? You know, it's funny, Bill. You know what I never thought about before? What? Well, I think you've thought about just about everything, personally. <laughs> well, there's a monthly cycle that we, you and I have. We share sex matters. That's, but, that's one way to phrase it, yes. But other people have a monthly cycle, too, right? And we have never talked about menstruation. Maybe we ought to do that next time. Or this time, because the topic you really want to talk about today is eminently awkward, I think. Uh, don't say anything. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. Okay, I just have a little heads up here. Folks, if you want to put your headphones on, this might be a good time. Anyway, Bill, I'm so happy to see you. I'm sorry I'm not getting to see Monty. Yes, Dan Torres is in for Monty because Monty, as our listeners know, (laughs) is our White House correspondent. That is so cool. He and Mindy Dom must be having a really amazing time in D.C. So, Dan, are you ready to play? Uh, Sure. 
Great. I love uh, seeing Bill Newman blush. Well, good. <laughs> so um, I was thinking about what I might want to present this month. And, you know, it's just the day past Rosh Hashanah, you know, the start of the Jewish New Year. And we're now, now solidly in the days of awe. Yes. And I thought I might talk about maybe how Judaism views sex. But really, that might work better on your Thursday show when you have the Reb and the Rabbi, and we could compare religious views on sexuality. So then I started thinking, well, what is September all about? What is the month of September known for? Well, that wasn't too helpful either, because... These self-adjustable glasses are taking... Bill, did you know that... I was looking on my phone, and there it started talking to me. I was looking for our music for Dan, which I found. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Bill, did you know that September is National Chicken Month? No, I did not know that. And I thought that would be fun. You know, we could talk about what we're too chicken to try sexually, but I discarded that one quickly because I thought that might be too much for your FCC monitors. And then I thought, well, also, September is National Potato Month, which led me basically nowhere. I mean, couch potatoes rise up, liberate the couch potatoes, Netflix and chill be damned. I don't know. I just couldn't go there. So I decided to start from the most elemental, the most fundamental, the most instrumental of all sexual topics, the one we all need to begin with, and yet we often skip right over when we start new relationships. It's the one we forget quickly when we find a new lover. It's the one we dismiss. Any ideas, Bill? Um, Time for a break? (laughs) Uh. Not yet. Not yet. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. We're going to talk about self-love. Self-love. Okay. That's right. Loving ourselves. Great. First and foremost. Okay. Before all other people. All righty. Because we're the person we're going to live with till the end. And as Beyonce sang, you put my love on top. Although perhaps she was singing to someone else, maybe Jay-Z. But let's for a moment think about finally putting ourselves on top. Mm. being the one we always can call, who's always there. And, you know, that song, by the way... Is this a long circumlocution around the word masturbation? I'm about to get there. And you said it first, Bill. (laughs) I did it. I wanted to get it over with. Now can we take a break? (laughs) (laughs) If you need to, if you need to. Jane, no, we don't need need to. I was just uh, actually kidding you. (laughs) But we need to find a way to love ourselves. And I mean love, as in finding out what we respond to, what we like, what we don't like, what turns us on, what turns us off. You know, so that we can answer that perennial question that somebody might ask us when we're horizontal with them with our clothes off when they say, what do you like? And the answer can't be, just touch me everywhere. Because it's (laughs) just not true, right? It's not... It's not clear enough. And so people might talk about getting something, you know, the night before when they've had sex, but you never hear them say, wow, I had a great time with my vibrator last night. (laughs) Or my butt plug and I really had a great time in the shower. Moving right along here. (laughs) So why is that, Bill, right? Why are we still pretty much in the closet about all that? And why does shame still show up? Well, I want to change all that. And we're going to begin right here, right now, with today's quiz. Okay, are you ready? Uh, I don't know, but okay, we're in for a dime, in for a dollar. Let's today's, go. Jane's, today's, today's quiz. We're in for a vibrator, in for a butt plug. Okay, today's quiz is all about the great, what the great Betty Dodson, the mother of masturbation, who wrote the wonderful book, Liberating Masturbation and Meditation on Self-Love, back in 1978, said she led body sex workshops for women in her Upper West Side apartment in New York City, Almost till her death, she died at the age of 91 in 2020. And what'd she teach? She taught women about exploring their erogenous zones. She taught them how to heal from shame, and she taught them how to improve sexual pleasure. She also taught them how to improve self-love. So I want to extend that to everyone. Okay. All genders, all bodies, and with gratitude to Betty, here we go. Question number one. When we talk about self-loving, what are some of the ancient myths about touching yourself sexually? A- causes blindness. B, causes hair to grow on the palms of your hands. C, causes sterility. D, all the above. All the above. Dan? I'm going to go with A. Okay. So (laughs) 
Thanks, Dan. Well, Bill was right this time. It's good you gave I it gave to Bill. I gave him that one. It's yeah. nice you gave it to Bill. So if Monty were here, he would, he would tell you all about the nuns and what they told him. <laughs> okay, question two. How widespread is masturbation? A, more than half of all people masturbate. B, people between the ages of 18 and 60 and beyond masturbate. C, younger people masturbate more than older people. And D, all of the above. Dan, you're first. C. Mm. Bill? I'm going to go with, is A more than half? More than half. I'm going to go with A. Okay, you're both wrong, but it's okay because <laughs> it's okay to be both wrong. of those answers are right, oh. if you know what I mean. Most people masturbate. What was B? 18 to 60? Yeah, 18 to 60 and beyond. What does it say? What was the answer? People between the ages of 18 and 60 masturbate. We know that. Oh, probably oh, oh, earlier they, oh, and they, probably oh later. they do it. Oh, yeah. Right, they I, do it. I thought it was a trick question. No, no, A no. trick answer. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with you if you masturbate is the answer, the real answer. Okay. I, I didn't hear that. And also, was that on there? If you choose not to, it's okay. Because somewhere between 50 to 70% of women acknowledge masturbating regularly and that's between the ages of 18 and 60. And for men, the number's higher. We knew that. Between 72 and 85% masturbate at least once a month. But listen to this. Nearly 84% of men and nearly 72% of all women ages 25 to 29 engage in masturbation the most. So if you've been masturbating since you're 18, 19, 20, you probably know a thing or two about it. Or 12. So, or 12, <laughs> thank you. So keep. So I'd say keep going. All right, number three, true or false? How we feel about ourselves emotionally can challenge the ways we feel about our bodies when we touch ourselves. True or false? That's obviously false. It's obviously true. <laughs> oh, Dan, interesting. So Dan threw it again. So past trauma, shame, surgeries... Uh, gender-based expectations, what we internalize from the world around us, you know, all this can affect how we feel about touching ourselves. And there may be areas of, of our bodies that may be wounded or have been hurt that we just don't want to go near. Or there may be areas we feel comfortable about based on our gender or sexual identity or our past or orientation or myths about who we are racially or ethnically or our age. So Keep that in mind that our emotions really do have an effect on the way we feel about our own bodies. All right, here's one more. I got one more, and then and then I'm going to wrap this part up, and then have some tips for you, Bill. Okay, okay, Bill, uh, you taking right. notes? Last que last question. Let's get through it. True or false? <laughs> when you have an illness that causes you to lose part of your body, that's given you a lifetime of sexual pleasure. We have to just stop being sexual. True or false? False. I agree with Bill Newman. Finally. Finally, Dan. Thank God you didn't throw. I this got one, one. point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know that there's no prizes. Well, the prizes. Oh, hey, oh, there are prizes. There, there, there are, are prizes. prizes. <laughs> but it's totally 100% false. Thank you, Dan. Okay. Thank you, Bill. You know, although you may have lost a breast or a testicle, or you have trouble having an erection, you can still practice self-love. And when the stuff that gets in the way of feeling our own pleasure starts to get in the way too much, it doesn't mean we have to stop trying to feel pleasure in other ways or in other parts of our bodies. For instance, I interviewed this guy named Ian Culp. He works for a great sex toy company named Jeju. He's a fantastic human being. And he said that when men can't get a hard penis, he says, why not call it soft sex? Right? Or when people confuse performance with pleasure, they forget that the journey is the goal and not the orgasm. So there's many ways to keep having sexual pleasure, even when certain losses have occurred. We're How do you feel about that, Bill? <laughs> and now it really is time for a break. <laughs> All right, we'll have some tips after the break. Tips after the break from our show's resident sexologist, Dr. Jane Fleischman. This is Sex Matters, and we'll be right back with more. <laughs> This is Bill Newman, WHMP. Hey, 
everyone, Gordon Oliver here, and if you don't know me, I'm the host of the weekly Saturday show, The Cambridge Connection, on WHMP.com and wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. For the last year, I've been privileged to connect you, our listeners, with experts from a variety of financial industries and organizations that offer assistance and education to help everyone become more financially fit. See you on Saturday. Judy Bailoff stops by to share the secret behind her new book, 365 Days of Abundance, Saturday, 9.30 a.m., here on WHMP. It happens all over Massachusetts. In every home and every community. Be careful on your bike. Learning can happen anytime, anywhere. We'll see you at practice this weekend. And no matter how learning takes place in your family's life, Desi is there as your partner. The Massachusetts Department of Elementary and Secondary Education. Never stop learning. Find out more at mass.gov slash back to school. Sponsored by the Massachusetts Department for Elementary and Secondary Education. Every Friday morning, Monty visits the wine snobs to talk about wine at State Street. But I don't see wine here, Ringo. What do you got? Well, who am I? You're the spirit guy. Uh-oh. So you're taking me down the road of spirit. So our next whiskey is going back to traditions here. Uh, this is Port Eskeg, eight-year-old single malt scotch. So it's actual scotch? This is Scotland scotch, mm-hmm. scotchy scotch scotch. This is an Isla single malt, peatier in style. This one does not suffer supply chain issues because you wouldn't be giving it to us if it did, right? Correct. It says Port Eskeg, which is a location, but it's an independent bottler that gives them their whiskey. Because there's so many different approaches on whiskey, I really try and hit everything with a very open mind as far as what can be good. This one got 95 points at the, the Ultimate Spirits Challenge. I think this is very good. And how much is this single mall? This is 66.99, so it's kind of right in that low to mid entry level price point. Find your favorite whiskey and your next favorite whiskey at State Street. At American National, what's important to you is important to us. Just like every horse is unique, so is our equine coverage. American National's equine owner's insurance is designed to address the inherent risks involved with owning horses. Flexible enough to provide property and liability coverage for operations of various sizes, yet can be tailored for your specific needs. We're right by your side. For more information, just visit AmericanNational.com. American National Property and Casualty Company and Affiliates, Springfield, Missouri. Join Mark Patrick Seminars and lose the weight or stop smoking guaranteed for only $49.99. That's right, seminars are this Monday at Hotel Northampton. The weight loss seminar is at 5.30 and the stop smoking seminar is at 8 p.m. Go to markpatrickseminars.com to learn more. Take WHMP and news from the Pioneer Valley with you everywhere. Download the TuneIn Radio app and search for WHMP. It's free, it's easy, and it's wherever you are. WHMP on TuneIn Radio. This is Bill Newman, WHMP. We continue our conversation with our show's resident sexologist, Dr. Jane Fleischman. This is our segment, Sex Matters. Dr. Jane? Well, we're going to continue with some tips on self-love, Bill. Okay. Okay. So, you know, I believe that people need to... And Dan. And Dan. And Dan also, because Dan did actually very... Did very well on the quiz. Well, he was very kind to you, I think. Was. He's smiling now. I lost so, on purpose just to make you feel better about yourself, Bill. Oh, thank you. So a lot of people have a practice of uh, masturbating, but I want to talk a little bit about... I want to talk about it a little bit differently. I'd suggest that we all begin a practice of pleasuring ourselves every day. Now, some people, as I say, do it, and some people don't, you know... They sometimes when they first wake up or when they first get in the shower. But if that's too hard for you or too crazy for you and you need some caffeine or your meds to get you a little going or a little hit of the day, try to build in some time later in your day, just like you may have built in an exercise routine. Right, Bill? This would make people's calendars look really peculiar. Right. I, I mean... <laughs> it's my self-love moment. Excuse me. Uh, three to well, sometime. <laughs> self-love. I, 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 I don't see this actually catching on as well, a nas- national movement. Do you take change. those cold showers, Newman? <laughs> Moving right along. People are doing it anyway, Bill. They're just not putting it on their calendars. <laughs> so you make time for a movie or a meal. Why not build in some time for yourself? And by this, I don't mean you need a whole hour, right? It may not be three to five. It just could be a couple of minutes. Although, you know, an hour would be wonderful. But if you have orgasms easily by yourself, either with manual stimulation or with a vibrator or another sex toy, 
Make an orgasm day with yourself. You know, Adrienne Marie Brown, who wrote this amazing book, Pleasure Activism, The Politics of Feeling Good, she asks her readers to have an orgasm before they read each chapter of her book. I would ask you, Bill, to do the same before each time you listen to me on the radio. So pleasure yourself in the shower, your bedroom, wherever you feel most safe being alone. But remember, think about it as self-love. And the second tip I want to give, Bill, is if an orgasm is not available to you right now, don't have any fear. There's no shame here. Just make a day to touch your body in a way that feels good. You know, for instance, instead of casting any aspersions on your body, when you wake up each morning, say, I love my, and fill in the blank. Fill it in with a body part that you're having trouble with that day. could be your hip, your knee. It could be your neck or your butt. It doesn't matter. Just send it some love as you get up. It's an antidote to that negativity we place on our body parts that hurt. Well, I should let you know that in terms of moving around, sitting down, getting up, um, we do have, at my household, we do have a rule. It's called NOPEN. What's NOPEN? NOPEN is an acronym for No Old People Noises. <laughs> NOPEN. I love that. That's great. No grunting or groaning. Or <laughs> oy, oy, oy. Well, actually, you know what, Bill? That's my third tip, which is, about routines. You know, as we grow, we often get into routines. We call them ruts. And ruts are good, right? They help us find our keys. They help us get things done. They can also be good for us sexually, too, because they can help us get to where we want to go efficiently and quickly. But I want to take you out of your rut for a moment. So listeners, think about when you first started masturbating. How old were you? Don't answer this question out loud, Bill. Is that the same person you are today as you were when you first started? Some of us are teenagers or younger, and our bodies are not the same anymore. So go somewhere you haven't been sexually with yourself. Maybe a new body part or an orifice or a new way of getting yourself to new pleasures. If you usually try to get yourself off so you have an orgasm, try getting yourself off without an orgasm. You see where I'm going here? Where you are when you're done having that moment may remind you that you want more or that you're actually getting fulfilled or you're thinking about what else you can try or you're getting excited about something else. These are the questions I'd like you, Bill, to reflect on after you change your rut and come in and talk about it next week. That'll be your homework. <laughs> next A segment month. with homework. <laughs> <laughs> oh. so, so there's a few more things I want to do, but I, I, I'm going to save them. Uh, particularly about looking at yourself in the mirror and really focusing on what you love because there's no reason why we need to continue that old pattern of feeling shame or silence around loving our own bodies. This could be the beginning of a very rich and fulfilling relationship, first and foremost with yourself and possibly with others. We leave it there. This has been Sex Matters with Dr. Jane Fleischman. This is Bill Newman, WHMP. Want to support the kind of local talk you hear on The Bill Newman Show? Want to hear your business's message here on WHMP? Email us, yourmessage at whmp.com. We'll help you craft a marketing message that'll reach listeners of your favorite WHMP show. And we'll be supporting the local news, Valley Talk, and progressive voices you hear right here on WHMP. Let us know about your message. Email us, yourmessage at whmp.com, and add your message to our mission. And hear your message right here on WHMP, Your message at whmp.com. Minutemen football lives here. Olsen lofts it. Josiah Johnson, end zone, touchdown, Massachusetts. Merriweather, daylight, end zone, touchdown, Ellis Merriweather from eight yards out. Follow the action all season long on your home for Minutemen football. The UMass Sports Network from Learfield. Touchdown, Massachusetts. Live and local news and talk for Northampton and the Valley since 1950. WHMP Northampton. WHMQ Greenfield. A Northampton Radio Group Station. It's 10 o'clock.